0: Media Talks, the podcast that helps to better understand the world of media and video advertising. Hello and welcome to the fourth edition of Media Talks, and the last one for this year 2021. For this festive edition, I'm truly delighted to welcome Thomas bremont SVP and CRO international at Freewheel. Bonjour Thomas. And thank you very much for joining us today. Bonjour, Emmanuel. Thomas, I don't think we need to really present you. Um, And so rather than going through what you've done in the past and so on, I I thought that uh, to make things a little different, uh, I would ask you just if you could give us three key moments in your career that you believe had a decisive impact in your journey.
1: Oh, wow, OK. Sure. It's uh, always an interesting question to reflect. Um, I want. I, I would say um, the first moment that really had an impact in my in my career uh, was actually 20 years ago, um, almost to the day. Which um, you know, I was uh, I was living in London at the time, and the company that I was working for, a company some of you may know, and you may know Manu. Um, enron uh, went uh went bankrupt literally uh you know around this around this time and it had a significant impact because obviously one day to the next i was i was uh, w- without a job but also because there was such a meteoric rise very quickly and such a also as meteoric fall that you learn not to take anything for granted right when when this thing happened so that was kind of the first Really, um, you know, my first job, first experience, pretty drastic. I wouldn't say the second one, um, was you know, a few years after that, uh, I for another another job, I moved to Los Angeles, and um, you know, I never lived in in you know such a big city, but also such a buoyant city, and that made me realize that, um, I was actually a fan of anything that was media, right? Generally speaking, I became uh, almost addicted to technology uh, for media. You know, it was a it was a small company, but still, um, you know, you you came to the realization that you could do a lot of things through technology uh, and media, and that it could be both passion, you know, uh, sort of incredibly rewarding. Um, And also become a a true passion. So that was really kind of a turning point in my career, um, moving moving to LA and and kind of starting a company there. And then finally, I want to say the third moment um, is I joined Freewheel uh, seven and a half years ago. Um, And uh, interestingly enough, the week that I joined, Freewheel was being bought by Comcast. And you know, for me, it was you know how do you um how do you cope with such a quick change? you know I know a lot of people have made lots of stories about acquisitions and things for me, it wasn't about acquisition. I was starting a new job at this company I would read everything about um but which, which was still a startup and then moving to um to a company that had just been acquired by Comcast and doing all the things that uh we, we all know we've done, but it was an incredibly. Humbling, but also f- uh, fascinating, exciting to be joining um, to be joining at such a time. So, really, uh, th- those, those are three. I mean, there's many others, but if I have to remember three for this particular time, those are the three I would uh, I would
0: recall. Right. Thanks. Thanks for sharing these, uh, Thomas. And I think that's probably something that we're going to come back to. This is probably, uh, I mean, the acquisition of uh, Comcast, um, because this is a special edition. It's the end of the year. And I uh, got to know what what year it was. Um, and so I thought I wanted to go back. In, I, would, I wanted to go on a journey and uh, a journey back to the future. And if you agree, uh, I wanted to go and, and travel across time, uh, going back to yesterday as our first stop and then returning to the present and finish with uh, uh, with tomorrow. So if you are ready um we're probably going to go and embark in our DeLorean um, or maybe for us, because we're French, we should be in a, in a Renault four <laughs> and go back in time to probably around the time of the acquisition of Comcast in, back in 2015, 2014. And my first question was just about what have we learned in the last uh, sort of past five to six years and, and what have been this, uh, kind of the most striking moment in the media industry, um, Maybe I'll add another question later, but maybe let's start with those ones. Sure.
1: Um, so, I, I mean, I'll speak. I can't, you know, it would be a very long conversation if we decide to speak about the vast media industry. So we'll try to focus on things that we know, right, Manu? Um, and humbly kind of take that journey, take that journey together. Um, but if we, if we come back to, you know, the annual sort of of end-of-year event that you and I have done a ton of, um, and five, six years, or even seven years when I joined uh, the company, um, the problems and the opportunity that existed in front of TV were vastly different, but more generally the same. And I'll say that, you know, at the time, what we were looking to do was look at video and the new nonlinear videos, call it that way, or the evolution of the broadcast world, and how you would monetize that in a way that was different from your traditional sort of display world. Right? We all knew that video would be big and that video would be different, but we also knew that you know video was a big opportunity, but that it needed to be treated in a very specific way. So when we, you know, we spoke with many of of the the, the large media community that was trying to monetize video, we quickly realized that one of the problems we needed to solve was making sure that the advertising experience for users would be uh, non-intrusive, would be in relation with the content that we're watching, would be in relation with the device and who was watching. And that was a big thing that had not existed before. And I believe that because some of these things have been done right um, you know, by us, but also by other people, we've been able to showcase and prove the power of video, right? And make TV, if you will, very powerful and continue to be very powerful in, in the broader sort of video space. And so that's been sort of, I think a journey that has taken us, you know, some time to get right. And we're there and we are, you know, you see a lot of platforms now that have I've, I've been born, you know, purely on AVOD um, and others, of course, on SVOD. But for the simple reason that it's become acceptable and frankly, you know, a very um, good experience for a customer or a user like you and I to watch video. In, you know, outside of our main device. And so that's been a very good success. And, you know, again, a key achievement from this industry over the past six years.
0: So, technology played a, an important role here. So, when I joined, you know,
1: everybody was trying to move away from display, uh, from display advertising and sort of embarking on this new journey from video. But the tools that were at people's disposal at big media groups' disposal were still very much media focused, uh, sort of display focused as opposed to TV focused. And you know, everybody has learned that tech, you know, creating tech for TV is not easy, right? It's not something that uh, is for the faint of heart. But if you do it right, it works and it grows, it grows TV. But we have to be careful and always remind ourselves that. You know, it's not display, it's TV, right? And I'm sure we we cover this as we go along the path to the future. But in a time where TV was entirely linear, bringing technology that suited the evolution of TV was very much, you know, front and center without even thinking about the methods, you know, the different methods of trading and how that's evolved um, over the past five, six years
0: maybe if we move and you know we went through we still in the past and you know we've went through a, a kind of a rough 18 months what are some of the and tv have changed what radically over the last uh, sort of couple of years what are some of the learnings from your perspective
1: well i mean 18 month, 18 chaotic months aside because let's let's be honest like there's whilst we need to learn a lot about how how we behave as consumers, how we behave as humans, just generally speaking, if we look at our industry, um there's been an acceleration of what we would refer to as two factors. One, TV consumption, yes, it is a fact that we're all connected now, and therefore the explosion of some you know something that you know we refer to as CTV or connected TV has had a massive impact in, in our world and our, you know, just general ecosystem world. Um, but also, you know, that has led to a massive automation of the industry, right? If you, if you think about the complexity that this has removed, right, because everything is now digital, right? We, we have evolved from a world that had the vast majority of its consumption in the linear world where you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very technically complicated world to something that is much easier to control and to manage. And that has accelerated the transition to new methods of trading, to new transaction types, to new people buying TV and things like that. So it's, it's been incredibly interesting. Um, and that's been a key learning, frankly, of the last two years. Is is not only of has our habit of watching TV changed. The way our industry has coped with this change has been, you know, has been rapid as well.
0: So let's go back to today, here and now. What would you say are the sort of the main challenges for the premium video ecosystem, and and what should broadcasters and, and probably marketers, and I mean by marketers the brands and the agencies. Um, what what should they thinking What, what should they think about? No, uh, look, that's always the the
1: huge question, one that we spend a lot of time trying to solve in various forums and conversations. I would say that if you if you think about the conversation we just had around what's changed in the last eighteen months or what's accelerated, it's also particularly important to make sure that we're not accelerating, you know, at speed that get out of control. Why? Because, um, you know, TV is still very complex. Let's not kid ourselves. There's still rules which are there for good reasons. You can't broadcast things that shouldn't be broadcast at the wrong time in front of the wrong people. There are rules that have existed for a very long time for the right reasons. And the danger there is because we're moving away from the main screen that has, that, that has always been the corner of the living room, Because we're moving to portable devices, to small screens, to portable screens, that all of a sudden TV goes away, and what's made TV great with its protections and its rules and regulations and opportunities goes away and becomes a free for all. That's a danger that something out of control could be. And I'm not saying just from a content perspective, but also from the methods of trading perspective. I mean, you you know, you and I spent a lot of time talking to various constituents, whether buyers and sellers of advertising on TV, and the biggest thing we hear is, um, yes, everything must become easier to trade, but we also must maintain the controls. We also must make sure that we are in a position to guarantee an advertiser that they will come in the right time um, after the right ad break. And... You know, we have to be careful that whilst TV must be easier to buy, that it doesn't become like display, right? That it doesn't become this environment where both the buyers and sellers aren't uh, creating the best environment for for us, you know, users or audiences of, of content. Data is providing a great opportunity. Let's be careful that all of a sudden we don't use that to create these um, various um, sort of methods of trading again that have been flourishing in display and aren't necessarily great for premium video um, as we know it. Uh, and that's the, that's the that's the danger of this acceleration of you know all screen all device go 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 everything goes 100, 100 miles an hour right. We need to pause and reflect a little bit because our complexity. Otherwise, we could crush um,
0: all, all, the, all the good things that have happened in the last 18 months. It's interesting you say that. And this is something we actually talked about in a previous podcast about broadcasters taking the time. And it is difficult to admit, particularly in the industry, but so important when it is for the right reasons. Um, so let, let's continue our journey. Uh, and this time, moving into the future, our sort of final Destination. How should we, as an industry, and how are you as Freewheel, responding to the challenges that the premium ecosystem is facing? Um, you know, that's that's
1: that question sort of keeps me awake often. Well, not really, but you know, it's a good expression for it. Um, but it does it, it does beg the question: like, what can we do to sort of keep you know keep growing this um this business which frankly is is magnificent i mean tv is great but you know it is it is suffering from competition which is which has, has made it easy right if you're you're talking about buyers earlier if you're a buyer today it's easy to buy on platforms it's easy they've they, they've made this easy so tv premium video needs to make itself easy to buy and again i'm not saying it should make itself like the far west everything um you know billable in 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 that kind of environment because there has to be ways to make sure that the video experience remains and so from one of the spectrum, which is that, which is a danger that we just spoke about, some of the challenges that you know, people have to be careful, to what we could do, I think the way our industry needs to go is make TV easy to buy, which will inherently go through uh, a need for closer collaboration between the players and between the entities that sell premium video, whether through you know, unification of their platforms, uh, whether it is through a, you know, a better coordination around measurement, which I know is a big issue and a big, big conversation. But at the end of the day, simplicity wins. Simplicity always wins. And uh, making it easy for buyers to buy uh, well, starting with plan, forecast, and buy is absolutely paramount for, uh, for buyers in a way that looks at the entire ecosystem. Because TV is a gigantic pool of inventory, if you think about it. Um, and you add the power of data on top of it, and it becomes this massive inventory, which will be great for buyers, right? Which will be great for buyers when it is, easy to buy. So
0: let's make sure that we focus on that. Simplicity will always win. I like that, uh, Thomas, and uh, I think you're absolutely right. So I guess this will be the, the sort of the next endeavor to make this unique inventory of premium video easy to access, buy, and transact on. Well, um, that's it. Uh, we have reached the, our final destination. Thank you, Thomas, for your inspiring insights on this journey. Clearly some challenging time ahead, but I think that makes it all the more exciting. Um, Before we leave, I'd like to end my podcast uh, on a slightly different note. So to continue with the tradition, um, I just wanted to ask you if you could share with us something that you really care about. Um, uh,
1: well, lots of things, uh, man, um, I, I, I like to think I deeply care about lots of things, but I, one thing as we're recording, um, this, this, this podcast and we're just sort of on the, on the tail end of, um, of COP26, you know, we just happened in, in Glasgow a few weeks ago and it's been going on for, for two weeks and, you know, yes, some people were, were hoping that, you know, a, a milestone agreement would be reached and, you know, frankly. I wish our industry would be more in sync with other industries and in trying to make sure that we, um, you know, that we de- deeply care together about these climate change issues. I mean, we're lucky to work for a company um, and that, 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 you know, is a sister company to Sky and Sky was super active uh, at COP. Um, and you know, it made me feel very proud, um, but also realize that you know, Sky is is a very single voice uh, in this today, and that we need to accompany them much more than we have in the past along this journey of transforming our business once again.
0: I, I could not agree more, uh, and thank you for bringing this up, uh, Thomas. Uh, sustainability is something that is that I'm also very passionate about, and there's so much that needs to be done. This is so critical and such an important topic which we need to tackle head-on. And in fact, contrary to what we were mentioning earlier, at this time I think velocity uh, will be essential. All right. Well, thank you again, Thomas. Uh, it was a real pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, Manu. Um, and thank you to all our listeners. I shall wish everyone... A wonderful Festive Civil, uh, end-of-the-year break, and we are very much looking forward to returning in 2022. Until then, goodbye.